Hey y'all, what's going on? This is episode number 41 of the Frame of Flower podcast. My name is Luke, or LMC. I'm joined by a very, very special guest. His name is Danny. He is the founder of The Bud Father. Uh, you may have seen you know, some of his posts on Instagram, or you may have seen his product, or you may know him. Um, but thanks for joining me, Danny. I really appreciate it. Of course, Luke. Thank you for having me, bro. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's, it's an honor to have you on, dude. I, I like, so what first got me, what first kind of got us talking is like some of the, some of those Instagram posts you'd be, you'd be uploading are like <laughs> motivational, also like good, like sometimes necessary, you know, I'll see like a post of like, you know, like just some shit like where it's like, you know, nobody, you know, you know, stop, stop complaining, get to shit, get to work, you know, like motivating stuff. Like I, so Really yeah, man. I mean, I always, I always try to keep it real. And honestly, um, a lot of the times, um, you know, it's, it's motivating for me as well, you know, so just, um, just knowing, you know, the business and knowing just people in general, um, I try to keep it real, but also at the same time, like, you know, put out, put out some good vibes out there that, you know, like-minded people will attach themselves to and, you know, whether, you know, you, you've, uh, you've experienced it or not, you know, it, it's something that, that I think, you know, all of us have, have common ground in, you know, so uh, just, just trying to, you know, uh, kind of have a, an open platform and, and talk about like real everyday things that happen. Um, I know a lot of times, um, you know, I might throw in some, some comedic relief in there. And, you know, sometimes it's like the, if you know, you know, kind of crowd that'll, that'll, that'll get it. And then sometimes, you know, people, I got people asking me like, what did you mean by that? You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, there's, there's just, there's just things that apply. Um, I think in everyday life to, to people that, um, you know, who have gone through, you know, some hardships and some struggles that I think, you know, every once in a while, you know, everybody could use a, a little oh you know oh shit i'm not the only one you know going through that you know yeah absolutely i think that's a really good point yeah i think that yeah i think i think that's where you kind of do you bring people together in that sense of like yeah no like because there was one time you know i like hit you up a while back i was like i was having just a terrible day shit was just going left and then i saw like just this, one of your posts was like just keep going and i was like oh dude i really fucking need to see that today like it was like on the yeah it was it was dope yeah like, man you know, you know it, get, it gets uh it gets monotonous in, uh, social media and a lot of the times there's you know push my product buy this look at this hype look at that you know look at my car look at my watch kind of thing and um you know people um people relate to what they want to relate to you know so um I, I try to put it out there because you know Sometimes I wish, uh, you know, I, I would get that message or, you know, you know, somebody I know going through something would, would see that and, you know, not quit and not give up or, um, you know, think about something with a different perspective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so to anybody listening, uh, I'm going to put um, his uh, Instagram link down below, uh, whether it's uh, audio or YouTube. So guys, go check out, go follow him on uh, Instagram. So let's start out so let's let's just kind of start out like where how did you start out in cannabis like what was the oh was man the... um you know i'm a, i'm i'm an old man now i'm almost 40 and um really started out you know when i was a kid when i when i first became uh introduced to it um i have some uncles that are you know 
close in age to me, like, you know, within a decade or so. So I've always kind of seen it even like through my early, you know, early years. And then, you know, once I became like 13, I started really like exploring it. And, um, you know, I grew up in, in New York City in the Bronx, New York, um, had, had a, a whole, you know, culture, uh, family, you know, all my, all my uh, relatives and you know, my parents are first generation immigrants, you know, so it's a, it's a hardworking, you know, from where blue collar, blue collar family that, uh, you know, stuck together in those times growing up in the eighties and the nineties, it was, uh, you know, it was imperative that people, you know, had a support system and, you know, especially people just coming to the country, uh, having, you know, having, having people who got their back, you know, so it, it all started really, um, you know, I was, it was, it was public school. I, I, I saw one of my homies who I, who I was playing basketball with and kind of snuck around the corner and I followed him like, yo, what's good? What are you doing? And he's like, pulls out a Philly blunt. So if you know, if you've been smoking in the eighties or, or actually this was, this was probably like the, the early nineties, mid nineties, you know what a Philly blunt is. And it's like, you know, he pulled it out, cracked it, you know, pulled some, some dirt stress weed into it and rolled it up. And it was my first experience. And it was like, you know, kind of, you know, I hate to sound cliche, but it was, uh, it was like mind opening and, you know, really, really had, you know, a, a profound effect on me. So at that point, it was just about, um, you know, how can I, how can I get some more? How can I do this? How can I do that? And it turned into a, you know, a hustle thing where it was like, you know, everybody kind of starts out where it's like, I'm just hustling so that I could, you know, support my own, my own supply and, you know, my own system. And then, you know, uh, throughout the years, um, just being that person that, um, you know, always had something that was a little special or a little yeah, bit, you know, back then it wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like we were talking about like strain names or, you know, hype, uh, packaging. It was, uh, it was a little dime or a nick or a little, little sandwich bag, but, you know, had, uh, no seeds in it. And, and that, that was the best shit that you could find, you know? So it was, it was really, um, uh, really like a evolution from, you know, the, the old days to, to really like really going hard and, um, you know, always had like a side hustle, you know what I mean? Um, and then it, it turned into, you know, making trips out to, 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 to the West coast and meeting people out here and making connections and, um, you know, supplying a, a demand really. Yeah, um, at yeah. that, at that point, <clears throat> excuse me, at that point, um, uh, like it started turning into like the, the, the early 2000s. Um, I started coming out here. Um, I live in California now, moved out here in 2015. So I've been like six, seven years um, really pushing um, not only, you know, the, the, the boundaries on, you know, what, what has been done in cultivation and, and branding and marketing, but, um, you know, making uh making good solid relationships that have lasted throughout you know decades is is what what really comes down to when it really comes down to like you know if you're gonna be able to survive in this in this industry in this business now that it's become mcdonaldized and and um you know uh, another widget for these hedge fund investors to play with it, it really comes down to those relationships and doing good business with people over the years uh lucky enough to have you know, good relationships. And I uh, started social media when, you know, Instagram started coming out and it was just like a, a fun thing. I didn't even think about, you know, having a brand or doing anything like that. And 
I just started posting like the things that I experienced in my everyday life and people responded to that pretty quickly. And then I kind of got, um, you know, the, the light bulb went off and I was like, I can, I could do something with this and make it, you know, uh, a livelihood for, you know, for myself and for my family. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what, so, so fascinating. So you like, I, you know, I know, I know some people that have similar kind of, you know, stories in terms of like, you know, East coast, you know, pretty much their second home becomes the West coast after a while. Right. Um, and now every, now everybody's the plug, but it it didn't used to be like that. (laughs) I know. Yeah, no. And I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, no. And I love that like progression because that's like, I think that's progression that like pretty much every single person goes through where it's like, you start initially with like, you know, just trying to supply yourself kind of, and then, then there's a bunch of people like that, a lot of your friends, and then people start to like keep going, right? A lot of people. Dominoes, yeah. And you're one of those people that kept going. That's, I, I've, yeah, I'm similar to that too. And well, then I, yeah. I certainly didn't come out here for the Starbucks, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I got the Dunkin' right there. <laughs> I know, I know. Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts is huge out there, right? Yeah. Starbucks ain't. I'm from, I'm from, yeah, Seattle, no, it, it was, it was funny because when we, when I first started, like, you know, traveling and coming, uh, coming to the West Coast, it was like, where's the Dunkin' Donuts at? And there was no Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> anywhere. And there was all these Starbucks and it's like, shit, I ain't paying $6 for a coffee. You know what I mean? Like, where's Dunkin' Donuts? And then, you know, the progression of, uh, you know, it's like Lewis and Clark, right? Everything ends up out here somehow. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts has grown hell too. It's, it's, it used to not be, yeah, around now it has. Um, no, yeah, but that's, so that's fascinating. So you establish kind of, you know, you establish a network of just, you know, people you've now been friends with for decades now in Cali. You moved here in 2015. Um, why did you end up moving? You just, did you decide to, just because you wanted to, it was right before Kansas was about to get legalized or? So, yeah, I mean, I seen, I seen what was happening in Colorado and um, in Washington and I knew eventually like nobody was going to, I mean, sorry for everyone listening in Colorado and Washington, but nobody's going to want Colorado or Washington weed. You know, it's, it's, it's California. Um, and that's like the pinnacle for, for cannabis and um, you know, the social media thing started growing and I, I knew I could use that kind of as a platform um, to, you know, legitimize, um, you know, an actual career in, in the industry. I do kind of, kind of saw like the, you know, the, the writing on the wall where everything was going to go into branding. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of value in, in having, um, you know, knowledge and, and data over the years and uh, good relationships. So, um, I mean, honestly, man, me and my wife were working uh, full time. I had two, I had two little boys that, um, you know, were, were, young, were really young at the time, three and, and a year and a half. And, um, my wife wanted to be home with the kids to, you know, ensure that like, you know, we are, we are the ones who are going to mold them and, you know, help them grow, uh, and not, you know, a nanny or grandmother or aunt or cousin. And, uh, I saw the opportunity. I had friends out here and I I knew that, um, you know, we, we could, uh, we could build a, you know, build a life for ourselves. And, um, a lot, honestly, a lot of it, um, a lot of it had to do with just being, you know, stuck in, stuck in, uh, you know, my wife was a, a registered nurse, an operating room nurse, and you know, I had a good job. We were making money, so it wasn't like a, a money play. It was, it was more a lifestyle change and, you know, having, um, having everything that was going on with, you know, recreational cannabis and all this other stuff and seeing, uh, seeing an opportunity there to, 
you know, to, to get into, into, I hate, I hate when people call it an industry because it's like, so like another, like another widget, right. But getting into this business, um, just was like a natural progression for me. Um, you know, it was always, it was always something that was, you know, I was doing on the side and, you know, uh, I, I I basically turned it into into my main my main my main squeeze, you know. Yeah, and some fate, absolutely. It's kind of like you. I mean, you've been involved with it forever, and and yeah, you saw the opportunity, um, and, and that's I, I love that. Um, and so how did like um, how how in terms of like like okay, so one I like I think you're like I I like. I think that's a studio to like understand that early on how important being in California is. So like I'm up in Seattle, like I definitely going to be moving to California here soon. I think like within the next like couple of years, cause like everything's yeah, man, down don't there. Don't get me wrong. Like, believe yeah. me, there's, there's, there's producers and people that have been doing stuff in other States, but um, it's like, um, it's a different world in Cali, dude. Like it's like, it's like starting a, a you know, a, a wine company and moving to France. You know what I mean? Um, just, just, just being in like the epicenter of where, you know, I knew what was going to happen here in California was going to shape, you know, uh, the rest of the country and then the rest of the world really, because, um, you think of, you know, cannabis and again, no disrespect, but you don't think of New York. You throw some shade on my, on my state, but no, I mean, I'm from New York. You don't think of New York. You don't think of Florida. You don't think of California. I mean, you don't think of Washington or Colorado, California. Yeah. It's Cali, absolutely Cali. No, hundred percent. And like, you know, I'd always be like, kind of just like for just talking a little shit, like, like, oh, like fuck Cali, fuck Colorado, all this. Right. And then I went down to Cali, right? And then I went down to Cali, and then like, I've been like looking at the Cali market, and then I look at my mark, like the Washington market. I keep looking, and I'm like, oh my god, there's such a difference here. And it's just like, if you really want to be competitive, you really want to like compete with the best, and like have that refine you, refine you. Cali's the like the only place to go because it's just yeah it's uncomparable. Yeah, I mean, especially especially you know six seven years ago, you know what I mean. Uh, now now you can you can make a you can make a, a a life for yourself in some of these other places. But uh, when you know when Prop Two Fifteen was still um, you know the the thing out here, uh, there's just so much opportunity to you know to to start developing those that infrastructure, which is like super important because. You know, a lot of people and a lot of people have hit me up over Instagram or other social media about like, yo, how can I start this or how can I do a brand? And it's really like there's no easy answer there. Um, it's you know what you have to do is pick up, pick your ass up and move your ass to wherever it is you need to move to and, and start working it. You know, like there's there's no even even people with, you know, investors and money like you're not you're not going to be able to, to do what you need to. It's, it's not just a stock. It's not crypto. You know what I'm saying? It's not something you can just put money into and get it back. You got to be operational. You got to be hands on. If you were to open up a restaurant or something like that, um, you know, you would have to be there, you know, every day. Because, you know, when the, 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 the cats away, the mice will play. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I, I think that's a really good point that you make, though, too. It's like not crypto. Like I back when I like kind of first started doing videos, I would talk about like every once in a while, I'll talk about like stocks and stuff and these cannabis stocks. And I'd tell people, I'm like, y'all got to realize this is not like a technology stock, even though it's this weird, unique time where you're seeing all of these new industries come in recently as of like crypto or like 
the dot-com bubble. Like those have all been technology. Yeah, this is cannabis. This is agriculture. You know, this is an agricultural commodity. Like you have to be on the ground. So it's like, I think a lot of scammers made money off that shit because people saw it as like, oh, this is a tech stock. This is a tech stock. Like let's invest in like crazy. It's just like, this is a slow grind. You have to like keep going. It's, It's really a marathon. It's not a sprint. Whereas like some of these technology, you know, sectors or industries, are, are much more of a kind of a sprint or, you know, you can make a bunch of money to get out. But like, this is like a tough, people don't realize this is like a multi-decade plus kind of endeavor. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's not, it's it, people think they can just put some, some, some like, you know, six months or a year into it and, and get something back. Um, it's, it's, it's not like that. I mean, you know, um, just, just experiencing it. Um, you know, even from when I first came out to, you know, Cali, like and decided to move out here, uh, just tell you a quick story, right? Like, you know, a friend of mine had some property and he's like, oh, we'll, we'll put a greenhouse up and we'll, you know, you guys will come and run it. And, you know, a fr- a fr- a, you know, me and a friend of mine were, you know, listening to this pitch from this guy, right? And it's like, cool, you got the property. You do, you know what it takes to, you know, put a greenhouse up. Who's paying for all that? Who's doing this? Who's going to manage it? Who's the security? Who's selling it, right? Because everybody's like, oh, well, we can just, produce it and just grow it right like it's just like tomatoes like no it's not like tomatoes um it's not like um you know uh it's not like another you know agricultural food product because you know you're talking about the difference in you know obviously there's science involved in 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 agriculture right where you're talking about the difference in and that's that what what a plant need what a cannabis plant needs is totally different botany than what uh, a tomato needs. And, you know, people think that they can build these structures or build these facilities and just throw seeds in, in the soil and, and make millions of dollars. It doesn't work that way. You need years of experience or you need people on your team with years of experience to know uh, what mistakes not to make. The people that have made those mistakes already um, are the, you know, the ones who, who've been doing it in the shadows for all these years. And, it's, it's really interesting seeing that clash of, you know, the people that are funding or, you know, the people that are bringing capital into some of these licenses and some of these situations and then the people that have come from, you know, um, having, and what I like to, you know, what I like to say is, um, you know, people that have been in this industry or sorry, I said the industry word, people who've been in this business for, you know, the last 20, 30 years uh, have PTSD, um, from trying to deal with investors or, you know, people who are venture capitalists or, you know, people who are, are, are trying to, you know, commoditize cannabis. And there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of pushback to, you know, Prop 64. Um, and then, and you could see why, because it, it was, it, it's a nightmare. Um, in, in a lot of these states, it's, it's very similar to, you know, the overregulation and the, you know, the, just the overtaxation of, of this, this business makes it really hard for, for, for people who don't have that piggy bank to always, you know, always lean on and go back to and reinvest, and make up for mistakes or, you know, building department comes in and tells you, you gotta, you know, you gotta fix the construction in one of these rooms and you gotta tear everything down and build it back up again. So um, it's been interesting to see that, that dynamic between, you know, between the, 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 the capitalists and the, you know, the authentic people from this business. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's been super interesting. And I, and I think like one is like with, with 
like with those people that like you know didn't necessarily don't have like 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 not the, the capitalistic folks like the ones that have been you know doing it for a while that were operating in the shadows like i think that it obviously the time this pure amount of time that's been put into it it obviously makes you much more efficient but like you know in terms of the consequences back then to the consequences now like like that shit like will have you like you know you can't just go go to daddy and like re-up for you know another fucking 500 another 10 mil like no no i just lost i just lost everything i'm fucked yeah now i have to hustle out out of this fucking dig myself out of this this hole so it makes those people i think for the most part it makes them loki way more efficient but you know you're you're right though i mean there are these these (laughs) there was one there's one that you posted that killed me of like uh there's one uh post you had of like it was like this 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 dad with the two sons he's like hey this is like i can't remember exactly what it was like it was like hey this is my uh this is my son john he's gonna be managing you guys he's a big fan of 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 hippity hop or just like (laughs) it's like that shit killed me and it's like you can also see like different like I've been at like multiple, like different, like, you know, just, just different, com- like I've just, you know, whether I'm like just visiting or like I'm um, consulting or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I'll see these companies and I'll see like certain situations and I identify, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. They really don't understand what they're getting themselves into. Like they yeah. really don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been to I, I, same, same thing. I've been to a lot of, you know, cultivation tours or, you know, these, uh, these uh these meetings that you know people are you know trying to hire you for consulting or you know really what it what it what it really is is trying to get free information out of you for nothing um um, a lot i know a lot of people that you know and i have also i've been i've been in those situations where you know these guys dangle the carrot out there for you and it's like oh well you could you know you could work with us and we got all these licenses and we got you know all these things coming up and all these projects and Oh, well, what do you think about this? How many, you know, what likes would you use? Or what would you recommend? What, what kind of, you know, feeding program would you recommend? Or what, what do you do for, for your IPM? You know, like th- those kind of questions that, you know, you, you learn after you've been through it, you know, a couple times, um, you know, to, to keep everything close. But um, those, those kind of questions will give you a good impression, you know, on what kind of people you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, the dangling, the care thing is you're so spot on. I've had like, I can't tell you how, and it, it is, it's pretty infuriating, but I've gotten, I've gotten really good about like being able to identify that pretty quickly on, but like, it, there's been times where I'm like, bro, you just wasted my entire, like you just wasted months of my time. Like, yeah, just- like I, I, months or years. I mean, I know some people who have been in projects, you know, for years and thought they were in equity holder or something. Right. And then, you know, all of a sudden, there's a board meeting and everybody votes them out, you know, and like they've given all this time and all this effort and, you know, their gas money and, you know, you know, just Snakes, years, little- of, years of knowledge and experience to, to people over, um, you know, just like that, because, you know, that was, a, that was a big issue as well as a lot, you know, a lot of people were, were scrambling because of the, the over-regulation and the, the barriers that were, were put in the licensing process. I mean, you see, what's going on with, you know, these social equity programs now, and you see all the corruption and you see all the delays, right. Where you got people who thought that they were going to get, you know, licensed two or three years ago, and now they have a building that they have to pay rent on and they have to pay for utilities and they have to pay for everything else. And it, it trains people like this business is, 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 is very profitable. If you know what you're doing, if you structure yourself the right way, but it's also a huge scam, man, it's a huge scam. 
I you you're so you're absolutely so right. I that's so that's something I talk about a lot, like because I do like little news news segments and stuff, just kind of talking about different parts of the industry and like um yeah one thing i'm like i really despise is i despise corruption i'm just i I don't i just just i really hate it i just think our entire society has been corrupted by like money and politics so i just i think that's where it stems from but like dude like yeah the way that you know it's it's pretty gross like like i'm not anti-tax whatsoever but like i definitely know like what happened in cali like, like fucked up what's going on in cali like but like just in other states too like the, it's like some of the some of the way they've set it up is just like this is so obviously just being like just favored towards people that have the money to survive all this it's big just business, like yeah. big, it's big it's big business yeah. now you yeah. know um all, all these laws uh you know were written by you know the same people who um you know get lobbied to for you know alcohol licenses or you know any of these other um you know elitist kind of you know lawyers, attorneys, doctors, um, you, you have, uh, you have, you have cops that are invested in cannabis now. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it's just, it's a dirty game. And if, if you don't stick, and that's why I thought it was important to, you know, to get out here early, because if you don't stick to, um, you know, uh, a, uh, I guess you would call it a code, right? If you don't stick to some kind of code and you don't have, you know, certain morals and, and, and deal with the, you know, people that are, that are trustworthy, that have been through, um, you know, these same things, you're, you're more susceptible to, you know, to the scam and to the, you know, to the predatory people out there that are looking for any angle they can get. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're so right. Like there's so many of these people out there too. There's so like, it shocked me. Like, you know, every year that goes by, I, you know, I'm getting better and better at dodging these fuckers, but like, dude like these people you know like, tough, man they're everywhere they're, they're everywhere. fucking everywhere dude and it's like and it's like you know I, I was i was saying you know i was talking to my homie about this the other day i was like why is it that and some initially when people like hear that i've told some people this and initially they kind of disagree when i first say this but like so it like why is there way more slimy motherfuckers in the legal industry because back in like you're getting you're getting, you're getting popped bro you're gonna get fucking people murdered. people like there's a stigma that we were shady and when yeah. when it was rec- when it wasn't rec- when it wasn't legal right? no, there was honor bro <laughs> yeah. the real the real shadiness comes in when it becomes legal and when when you have to politic for your position yeah. right it, it's first first i mean i'll give you know people in new york a shout out on this one because they they just um you know decriminalize and they're uh mm-hmm. The movie star governor is, uh, you know, trying to trying to save his ass. So he's, he's signing in legislature into the into the state. Right. But it's going to be years before, you know, those licenses come up and, and those licenses are going to be given, you know, if not exclusively, almost exclusively to their buddies and their friends that, that have been waiting for this for years. Um, you're going to have opportunities and, you know small situations maybe social equity maybe you know it's something else but um it's 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 it starts off as a as a real estate play uh it starts off as you know a zoning thing right remember in 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 before 64 went into effect the uh in california the the state gave the counties the right to say whether or not they wanted any cannabis businesses in their county and then it went to the cities and then the, if the if the counties agreed with it being it was okay in their county, they went to each individual city, and a lot of a lot of cities abandoned it. A lot of cities 
uh, banned it and then reversed their decision because they saw how much of a fundraiser it was because these people were, were just, you know, small city councils, right? They're like some people, you know, maybe they, maybe they make 20 grand a year or they make 20, 30 grand a year to be on the city council. They got their, you know, they got a little light bulb in their head and they said, hey, if I, you know, pass cannabis in the city, we're going to be able to, you know, be the ones to say where it can happen, where it can happen. And people are going to come to us with envelopes and, you know, perks and, you know, all these offers to make sure that their real estate or their, uh, their properties get zoned where they need to get zoned. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it was really a, the, the political, uh, the, the political side of things are still in control, just like it's any other business, like it's big oil or it's big pharma. There's a lot of political sway in this, but um, being in California in, in that time and transitioning through it, um, you can see, you know, you can see the playbook, the, 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 the steps are there. Um, if, if you if, if you follow them correctly, you know, you, you have a chance of being successful. It's not it's not it's not a guarantee, you know. Yeah, no, 100 percent. Yeah. And I, I think like for anybody out there listening, like, you know, if you, you know, definitely just do your research, you know, find like trustworthy people. And if you see the window of opportunity, especially in some of these states, that it's really going to be a narrow window of opportunity, you need to take it. Um, but, you know, I, I do think, though, like like just like look like. I, so one thing I cover, one thing that I always like to cover, which I don't really see a ton of other people covering as much anymore, like really ever, is the corruption cases. Like these, like, because like you were saying, is all of these municipalities now have this power, these these people that don't make much money. You many, like I've covered at least like four, five, six, like, you know, corruption cases, like all around the country of just, you know, limited amount of licenses. Then there's, you know, that's the whole fucked up, you know, situation with the commission or whatever type of regulatory system that, you know, that uh, uh, scores the different applications and like all types of fucking weird shit happens there. Um, but just, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. It's, it's also like, I think it's just like a product of our, of our pretty corrupt system, but you know, it, 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 it you know, you definitely got to maneuver, maneuver around it. Um, yeah, no, it, it's a lot of, lot of, lot of fucking slime balls, dude. This is like the industry where, like, you know, I, I thought like I was talking to somebody about what I mentioned earlier about how there's sort of people are way slimier in the legal industry, and he was like, "Yeah, I think you're right. Like, this is, you know, in the legal market is the only market. You know, I, I lost 300k to someone. Somebody told me, and I was like, in the legal, you know, back in the day, I didn't, I never would lose that." You know, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's just like you gotta watch out. It's for that. a different. There's a different. It's a different playing field. You know, there's um, especially the people who are still in 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 the, on the legal side of things. You know, they 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 they, they like I said, they had a, a code that they or you know a, a certain uh, value system that they used to operate on, and it's been disrupted by you know this corporate um, system that doesn't have any values. You yeah. Know? Well, there's no consequences really, right? It's like, oh, you can sue me, but in, yeah. you know, in the streets, it's like, you know, different, different right. consequences. Like, exactly. You didn't cross somebody, you know, in, on, on the traditional side because you knew the consequences, you know, were, uh, yeah. were what they were, right? Um, on, the, on, the, on the corporate side, it's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Sue me for what, you know? 
Yeah, well, exactly. Like we're gonna keep, you know, yeah. What are you gonna get? Nothing. We hit, you know, we took all the assets and whatever. You know, they have all these different fucking corporate shields and like all that bullshit. But um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's definitely definitely interesting to see. Um, and it's you know, it's I, it's sad in a sense because there's a lot of people out there that like cause I'm super pro small business, obviously, and just a lot of these regulatory systems, a lot of the the barrier to entries, you know are really way too high and it doesn't help, you know, like I'm someone for myself is like, you know, I'm trying, I'm an aspiring cannabis entrepreneur, but I ain't got no bread. I got no money. So, you know, I'm trying to leverage my media shit. I do have my time, my energy, my, my brain. So, uh, you know, and that's, that's, that's valuable, you know, in itself. So I think that's, that's where, you know, a lot of people sometimes get, um, you know, get it twisted where it's like, you know, I don't have any money, but you know, you have experience and you have, you have things that, you know, these people with the money don't have. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, um, there's, there's those corporate cannabis companies that you'll see and you'll just be like, oh, wow, like that's a, that's a corporate cannabis company. And then there's those corporate cannabis companies that you'll see and the, they almost look like they're authentic, right? Like without, without really, you know, naming any specific ones, because I don't like to throw shade and I want to be positive mm-hmm. about things, but there's a lot of big companies out there right now that, you know, make you think that they're from the streets or they're from the industry or they've been around, you know, doing this thing. It's, you know, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there, um, you know, but the, the, the small businesses will have a place. Um, it's just going it, to, it's just a, a, it's a struggle right now to, to, to compete with these bigger, you know, bigger, bigger companies, but, you know, having a present presence in the market, whether it's, you know, in the store or it's on a podcast or it's um, on Instagram or it's somewhere that has value. And, um, you know, whether you want to leverage that against, you know, um, somebody, you know, who, who uh, you know, could put you on for a salary as a consultant or, um, you know, uh, get, get, get uh, you know, certain, certain perks for, you know, doing media with them or, you know, doing marketing or doing anything like that. There's a lot of ways to, you know, to make a living in this, in this business. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so I love, I love this conversation we're having right now. This is one of my, this is so far one of my favorite pods, dude. Um, so real quick, real quick, dude. Like, Thanks, man. I always, I, I always, I always think like it's boring. Like people don't want to hear this no, kind of dude, stuff. This like shit's going to, people want to see me, they want to see me flash a Rolex or, you know, come out, come out a Lambo or something like that. But like, you know, the, the real, the real people who have invested time and invested years of their, you know, their, 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 their own livelihoods to, to build up businesses, to, you know, to support their families. And just like, it's just like everybody else, man, like we're, we're just regular people. Um, but you know, we have, um, we have a lot, a lot cooler jobs. Yeah. And, and I think those people that really, you know, they understand that there's way more value in, in, in a conversation like this, then like, just, you know, seeing that, you know, seeing, seeing the flex. Right. I mean, you know, but I, but it, but it is funny nowadays. I'm flexing, I'm flexing a little bit with the, I see that. I saw that around. flex, bro. I saw that. I was like, I, saw that. I, thought, that was dope. I thought that was dope. I love that. Um, wait, really quick though. I, I love this, this topic. So, okay. We're not going to name any names, but what are some of the characteristics of those types of companies that are, really good at acting like they're not corporate because i love this topic like, oh man um, i know it's kind of like tough like a tough like i know it, and let's not say any names obviously but you know um and and and, and more so like do what I, what I think a lot of like let me say like what i what i think initially i think on this is like 
there's there's corp there's companies out there that started really authentically and then they let in the court like that's yeah. where i see a lot of those ones forming yeah yeah i mean i i think that you know like if if you've been um in this in this uh stratosphere for the last five or ten years you've seen you know there's companies that have been around and they've been transitioned from from trend you know from traditional kind of you know, high time shows and pop up events and stuff like that to, um, you know, to the to the rec market. And uh, I guess it, the easiest way to put it would be like the only easiest way to identify those those companies would be, you know, seeing what their reach is uh, capable of doing. Right. How many um, you'll see you'll you'll see you'll see how how deep they are. Um, entrenched in you know multiple states or um you know their 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 media and marketing is um is 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 super professionally done um it's 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 done in a way to you know um you know whether they have influencers or people who are representatives of those brands um showing you the day-to-day behind the scenes stuff um sometimes it's misleading because um, if you knew what those influencers or those brand representatives were really, you know, involved with on paper, you would be like, oh, okay, like, I see why they're doing this. But at the same time, um, you know, without, without throwing hate out there, there's, there's, there's people who are just looking to you know, those influencers or people who are representatives of the brands are just looking to take care of their families too. So, you know, you can't, you can't hate on them, but if you see, you know, these brands um, or these, these companies that are, you know, in 10, 15 States um, in, um, you know, on billboards all over the place, um, you know, that there's, you know, there's, there's big, there's big hedge fund corporate money behind them. Yeah. And that, again, not to say that that's a horrible thing, but they, they, they sometimes uh, give the impression that they are this grassroots, um, this grassroots small business, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're caring, they care about, you know, their customers when in all actuality, it's all just about the bottom line when you're dealing with huge corporations like that. Yeah, no, I think that's a, yeah, and I think that's a gr- really good point you made, because, because, yeah, and, and not to throw shade at, like, people, like, and, and I, you know, uh, the last podcast I did with the, um, uh, Jimmy uh, Levine, um, you know, he brought up a good point about, like, corporate, like, about corporate cannabis being, like, you know, we have to be careful with like what exactly that means. Cause there's a lot of like, apparently like OG, OG, like people that have been had money before, you know, since, you know, whether it's from, you know, whatever, but since the nineties, they've been funding people and stuff, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not going to say who, but like, there was a company that kind of lied to me on some shit. And like, you know, like I found out later, it's like, okay, they have like big money backing, but it, I'm not even hating on that too. It's, it's, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I mean, there, there's, just, there's, just, there's enough room in this, in this, in this world for, for everyone and every business model, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's just the ones that I don't have much respect for are the ones that, um, you know, try to manipulate and try to um, gear their marketing towards, um, you know, making, making the, 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 the authentic kind of look and feel 
when um, it's really just smoke and mirrors and it's just, um, you know, it's just, let's put it this way. It's just a, um, a, a brand ambassador who uh, makes, you know, a couple million a year. <laughs> Got a good pitch man, right? Um, <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that before you get in trouble. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, that's a really, that's a great, that's a super good point. And, you know, like, I, yeah, it's, I just, it, it, you know, it's fascinating. I think it's, there's this whole thing in like music industry. It's, they're called industry plants, you know, and there's all, you know, like, it's like a label push trying to like push a uh, artist that's like, oh, you know, this is independent, you know, they're independent. They're just this organic kind of, you know, authentic like following. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's all, and I think because, yeah, keep going. No, no, I was go ahead. I was going to say, I think that people like, I think we as humans have this innate ability, like we're kind of detect, all of us are kind of detectives and like, you know, we could like uncover, oh, there's the industry plant, like, like on the internet, like industry plants is like such a funny thing. Like there's whole YouTube channels like committed to like, well, this is why he's an industry plant. Cause of and it's just like, I think that there's a little element of there as well at, at work here. Like, but also, yeah. Yeah, but like I think also too, like it, that, that's kind of element here when we're like talking about you know, you know those kind of phony companies and kind of figuring it out. It's kind of interesting, but um, you know, it also is frustrating too where you know they are kind of impeding on people that could be in the industry from being in it potentially. But you know, there's well, enough. I mean, when know. when you go when you go around, um, you know, when you go around doing things that aren't consistent with you being an authentic company or a grassroots company like those corporate political games where um you know uh you you you, you kind of you know make an anonymous tip that there's um illegal activity going on around the corner you know what i mean um or you know maybe a license is too close to your license and you know those those political games kind of start going and um, you know, you do things like, um, you know, lobby or, or, or rat on people. Um, it, it really, it really rubs people who have been doing this, you know, for 20, 30 years and that original code that, like I told you about, like people who have been, who've been, who've been loyal and who have, who have taken losses and who have, who have swallowed, you know, who have swallowed a lot to still be here. It really, it really gives them, you know, it really gives them this this bitterness because it's like um you know you ain't you ain't what you what you supposed to be you know yeah and you hadn't been through what what i've been through or what you know right 100 and yeah no I, I definitely i definitely feel you is there a t like i feel like i feel like cali is probably like the 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 mat like this is to the max in terms of like is there a lot of that kind of like bush league kind of shit where they'll like report people they'll like people be snitching when, on each other they'll like yeah i mean when, when there was that all that positioning for for licensing and like i said it's, it was a real estate play first right so um in the, in those in those negotiations there was a lot of you know a lot of look at them don't look at me kind of things going on um where you know some of your or maybe not yours but you know some some of these these uh these people who really don't know the ins and outs will, will think that, you know, these brands are authentic um, when, you know, maybe the idea of the brand was authentic when it started. Um, but, you know, they've, they've really transitioned to like a corporate giant, uh, just another, 
um, just another corporation, man. Like, you know, some of the, these guys that, you know, come, come off as like owners of brands are, um, are just, you know, those, those plants, you know, those, those influential plants that, that, uh, that you mentioned. Yep. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. And I'm not hating necessarily too hard. Like, yes, I don't like the, the authenticity of it, but like, there's a lot of those kind of people, honestly, between you and me, but, um, but and that, that just goes against like the whole, the whole, uh, meaning of like the plant, you know, like in, in the, in the nineties, it was, it was, uh, it was medically accepted here in California because of, you know, sick people, you know, and sick people that were, you know, advocating for it and pushing for it and taking no for an answer, not taking no for an answer, you know? Um, and it's just sad to see like, you know, where it starts off with these, such, such a compassionate kind of, uh, such a compassionate motive. And, you know, now, um, it's really ruthless. It's been twisted. No, you're so right. It's been, well, you know, and then, you know, what's pretty gross now is this kind of new, I call it like the new era of medical. Cause like when I was in high school, I worked in medical and like, that was kind of like, you know, the wild west and, you know, the old, the, the good days, right. Like where you got, yeah. like, I'd be selling the stores and like, just no, like I, all I had to do is my regular medical license. It was very, very free marketing kind of, um, but like, you know, it was the wild west, man. It was, wild it, was west. Uh, it, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was the, um, it was the barter system, you know, when, you know, you, you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And uh, now it's, now it's more, you know, it's more McDonaldized. It's more, oh, yeah. more corporatized. So yeah, there's a lot more paperwork. Again, and, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of things that, you know, being corporate or being, you know, whatever you want to call it organized, right? Like that's, that's corporate. Um, um, it, it benefits the business and it benefits, you know, uh, the people involved with it. But um, when you start getting into like that, you know, that shock marketing or that, um, you know, that, that marketing that, that is, is targeted towards, you know, stimulating uh, authenticity is when, like, I'll call it out. Like, I'll, there'll, be, there'll be like days where I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to post something. If you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. But if you don't, then, you know, you'll just, at least you'll get, you know, something from it. You know what I mean? I know you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> um, no, hundred um, percent. I could, no, I completely agree. I, 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 that's why, that's why, that's why I fuck. No, that's why I fuck with your, 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 a lot of people, a lot of people tell me that they're like, Oh, did you, did you do that because of this? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you yeah, know, like, if, yeah. if it, if, if, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's, it's a fucking duck, you know? hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, no, I, and, and, you know, to go back to my, like, um, my point too, about like the, the medical kind of being twisted now is like this new era. Like, do you want to know where like the most expensive cannabis in in the country is on average for an eighth, you know? Do I know how much, like where it is or how much? Yeah, it so, is? so, so literally Pennsylvania, right. Medical market, right. Most expensive. And this is every market I'm talking recreational. I'm talking, they're charging, they're charging patients. I think on average, just on average, I think it's like $60, something, I can't remember the number, but it's their number one, Illinois, you know, Illinois is like the, the second one. And cause they have, they pretty much have an entire, you know, and it's not for like exotic, you know, no, like this stuff is, that yeah, you never see yeah. it's for, you know, run of the mill mids that, you know, or maybe 10, 15%. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's where, that's where, like, that's where I get like, 
honestly, like I get angry about. I get heated about that. It's like these are those, fucking those, patients. Yeah. So exactly, like those people are the ones who need it the most, and they're being taken advantage of. Um, and and it's 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 just a perfect example of that corporate greed because um, if you look back, you know, ten years ago, um, we we would give we would give uh, product away for free to patients. Um, isn't it a son of a bitch kind of thing to do to write into the legislature that you can't give any product away for free? Yep. Um, you can't have any compassionate donations. Um, you know, they've changed it in some of these States, but you know, a lot of, a lot of proof is in the pudding, man. And when you look at like this, a couple of years ago when this was, you know, when, when 64 was going into effect, I did a lot of reading and I read all those regulations, man. Like I sat there with a team of people for weeks on end and months on end trying to figure out what the hell they were trying to let us, what they were going to let us do or what they weren't going to let us do. And if you really sit down and read those things, like you get a sick taste in your mouth, man. Like it's just, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fun thing to do. It's not a, it's not a compassionate program at all. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, um, the, the state, um, putting, putting the lockdown on you so that you, they, they can collect every single tax penny that they're owed. Yeah. Um, Merging medical and recreational. Like that's one thing I noticed is that they merged the old school and they, they want to get rid of all the old school values of the old school medical markets and then merge those med- new. So the new era medical medical markets, in my opinion, they're 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 it's just like our healthcare system today in the United yeah. States. It's about money always. It's a business, it's nothing to do with treatment, it's nothing to do with actually helping people, it's all about making money. And privatized medicine now, man. It's yeah. just, it's just like any, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, those back in the day when you used to go to the doctor, you used to have a family doctor, right? And like your, you know, your, your brothers or your sisters or your parents or everybody saw the same doctor. Um, and you know, it, it started moving into these medical groups, right? So now you have, um, you know, a doctor, you go to see a doctor, you never met them before, you know, they, they're just looking at a piece of paper and giving you, you know, treating you like just uh, another statistic in the matrix you know what i'm saying and, and like that's 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 where that's where this has gone unfortunately um you know there's a lot of progressive people um that are trying to change that and, and help and, and change legislature and, and push for you know more compassionate programs and uh, I, i'd like to give a platform to those people like i'd like to be able to you know highlight that instead of um you know um Instead of having a, 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 a party after MJ BizCon, you know what I mean? I know you mean. <laughs> Woo! Woo! People know, people know they know. I'm throwing bows, bro. I'm throwing, I'm throwing bows <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I completely agree, dude. I completely agree. I think, um, I think you're, I mean, you're dead right. I mean, that's like, See, I don't really post a lot of this, like that's like a lot of my content on YouTube. I don't really put over on on Instagram, which is like, there's two kind of different worlds. Like, why does everyone congregate on Instagram from the canvas industry? I'm I'm curious. What's your? What's I don't your... know, man. It seems like it seems like the like the you know the 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 home for for all like the the people in the cannabis business somehow. I mean, I know I know there's other people, and I want to give a shout out to uh, you know some friends of mine that have developed some other apps and. Um, you know, based on cannabis, but everybody keeps, everybody keeps coming back to Instagram. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been programmed into, into our, all of our DNA now. 
It really has. And it's the worst. I mean, it hates. I mean, dude, I'm like super shadow. Like, I don't even know. Like, there's times where I can't do anything. It's crazy. It's crazy oh, yeah. what they do, dude. It's fucking wild. Yeah, these algorithms, right? Yeah. Now, um, algorithms is really, you know, just another another word for censorship and, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, the, the powers that be uh, now have, you know, the ability to make you either, you know, um, well seen or not seen at all. So um, fighting through all those kind of, you know, fighting through all those hurdles, I think is what is what really defines um, is what really defines us. And I think, you know, whether you're shadow banned or, you know, you're, uh, deleted because you know how many how many times have, have, have people you know put their livelihoods on this this application that's on your phone and um, you know all of a sudden they, they get deleted and they have no outlet to be able to reach their you know their audience or their buyers you know so um, it, it's 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 really unfortunate that it, it, it it's human nature I think though that everybody kind of you know like associates Instagram with with, with, you know, being like the, the pinnacle of the social media kind of experience, you know, um, I think, I think it's because of, you know, the, the psychological, um, programming that has been built into these things that has, uh, you know, made people addicted to that, you know, instant gratification of a like or, uh, a comment or a follow, you know, so, um, I think it's just, it's, it's really, it's really important that people don't take it too seriously. And they, they look at it as, as entertainment. They look at it as, um, you know, maybe an, an, a platform to, to, you know, get, get some information out there, but realize that, you know, um, just, it's just like anything else, right? Like you turn on the TV or you read the newspaper, you gotta, you gotta question everything. Yeah. It's a curated, curated, uh, lifestyle. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, like I, I tell a lot of people, like, you know, like you were saying, it's, you know, the Facebook worked with, you know, they've worked with psychologists to make this as addictive as possible. Like you're, you know, kind of like what you're pointing to and like, you Huge know, so, psychological experiment, oh man. Like, the, the swipe I remember, up. Like the, I remember when it first started, I was looking at it and I'm, I'm looking at these things and I'm like, oh man, that, that made me kind of feel good. I got a bunch of followers today. Well, you know, like, yeah. I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling myself. Right. But um, if you've experimented with um, uh, any kind of, you know, uh, I guess psychedelic or, um, you know, mind expanding uh, practices, you, um, you, you've had that thought come into your head where it's like, this is this, this is this fucked up fucking psychological experiment and they're all watching us right and like they're 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 stealing our our swag or they're um they're listening they're listening to everything we're saying and they're posting ads for what we just talked about so like there's 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 a lot of uh there's a lot of similarities i think between you know instagram and that like social media bubble and the cannabis business and that bubble because um you know there's there's a lot of a lot of similarities there and i think that's why um, you know, everybody congregates in, in this business on Instagram. That's a really, really interesting point. I actually really, I, you know, and what I kind of see, like, so, you know, how like Instagram kind of is extracting all this data. It's like, just like you're saying, kind of these companies are kind of extracting kind of the swag, understanding, you know, 
this is what we can, you know, put our, like, make ourselves out to be, you know, because we're seeing, you know, this example. Yeah, it's no, all about the image, right? It's all about the image and even even these corporate companies. And you have you noticed since, since this uh, pandemic that uh, I can't turn on the TV without seeing a Corona commercial? Have you, have you noticed any of that? I mean, I... I, I, I I can't I can't turn I can't turn on a basketball game or a baseball game without seeing 16 Corona commercials throughout the game. And um, I don't think that that's a coincidence. No, absolutely not. No, definitely. Not. Yeah, no, they uh, they uh, I wonder because I remember they pulled all of the uh, the kind of Corona's from the store just really initially right when the pandemic started. Yeah. Right. And then, like, I think they put them back and I think that they're doing pretty well. Pretty damn well I, I would like to see that. I would like to see their quarterly reports for the last two, yeah. the last year and a half and see yeah. how that see how that campaign of getting Snoop or getting these, you know, influential people to come in and, uh, you know, make it look like, you know, our name isn't associated with anything bad. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100 percent. And and. You know, Snoop's an interesting one to me, honestly, because, and I get, let's talk about, let's talk about this one for this example, I guess, um, is like, I think this is a person that, you know, I don't think really, you know, it's, he's so big and he's obviously a legend and stuff and all that, that it, I don't think it matters as much, but like, in terms of, you know, Snoop, people kind of use Snoop, like, like he obviously is authentic, you know, he's always, you know, he's an OG, he's, he's a legend, right? Um, but you know, people, I think a lot of times, you know, they're, they're pretty quick to like jump on other people, but like, I mean, he's literally partnered with canopy growth and no, you know, no offense to canopy growth or anything really, but like, that is the corporate of corporate. Like I'm about to have the ex CEO on of, of like, I'm going to talk to him, but he is like Bruce Linden. I've had him on before, but like, you know, he's very, very corporate. Like, and he understood, I think he's really understood it a lot more, but like that, you know, um, so yeah, um, man, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not throwing any shade, but you have people that are, you know, these, excuse me, these, these, uh, I mean, let's take Tommy Chong, for example, right? You have Tommy Chong, he, come, he comes out with a brand and, um, you know, he's like the, the figurehead for, you know, a pothead, right? So he comes out with a brand and, um, I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it was, it was, it was shit, right? So it comes out with the brand and it was shit product. It was, uh, you know, this, this marketing that was targeting, you know, um, you know, these people who, who think that Cheech and Chong are like, you know, uh, pioneers in this industry because they were comedians that were, you know, collecting checks from corporate America and Hollywood and everything else. Um, and you, you see that 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 kind of brand fizzles, fizzles out pretty quickly because you don't have the actual person who's operating it um, or who's, who's the figurehead behind it involved in it. Um, you have, you know, people who are just trying to use those names or keyword associations to uh, trick the consumers um, to, to make them think that this is, you know, like I said, authentic when when it's not. Um, and I think Snoop, you know, sometimes falls into that category as well, because he's, um, you know, not to say that he's not an authentic person, but, um, you, you know, you have, let's put it this way. You have, um, you have a lot of vested interests in, in, in different companies and that's great. Like be a, be an investor, be somebody to, you know, be somebody that, that capitalizes on your name. Right. Also have now. Uh, an, an image where 
you're involved in everything. If somebody comes over with a check for a couple hundred K, you'll sign it because it's, it's just a, it's just a, 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 a capital building, you know, it's, it's just another check, right? Um, when you, when you actually put, you know, the time in and, and, and as a, as a celebrity and, you know, and, and having a brand or, you know, investing in these companies and you actually put the time in and, um, you know, and, and, and in my eyes, like you have to, you have to put the time in, but you also have to, you also have to do some, you know, you have to do something for, for the everyday people too. You know, you can't just, you can't just sit back and, you know, act like you're this, um, you know, this, this representation of what, you know, people who, people who want to smoke cannabis would, would want to see and, and not do anything about it. Like, you know, you, you can't do that and, and have uh, the same, you know, at least reputation, you know, with people that, that do it every day. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very well said. Um, okay. So yeah, like, you know, wrap it up. We got like 10, 50 more minutes. Um, so I want to talk about just like, you know, the Budfather, the, the brand, like, so in terms of your business endeavors right now in, in, uh, in, in Cali. Um, sure, man. Yeah. I mean, we got, um, you know, we, we got lucky enough to, you know, just do good business with, with good people over the years. So I've, you know, got some, got some partnerships with people who have licensing in, in Sacramento and down here in, in, in SoCal as well. Um, we're putting out product, but we're not, um, we're not going crazy trying to be in every store. We're, we're doing a, we're doing a, you know, a, a, a targeted regional, um, you know, sales approach where, you know, we, we're trying to find holes in, in the, in the, in the supply chain and trying to fill those holes with, with good, you know, quality product for, um, you know, for reasonable prices. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have a jar, a glass jar that's going to be, you know, in the $60 range, but I'm also going to have half ounces and, and ounces that are, you know, that are of value to people who, you know, who want to, you know, who want to, you know, stock up and, you know, not have to, you know, not have to pay a premium for, you know, for, for good quality flour. And, you know, that, that's, that's really the, that's really the biggest thing for me is um, whether it's indoor or it's light depth or it's greenhouse or it's outdoor um, it just has to be a quality and it has to have like all, all of that product has value. Um, it's just um, you know, it, it, it has, it has to have, you know, standards behind it as well. So, you know, a lot of these companies that, um, you know, have the, you know, 200,000 followers and, you know, all this stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, poor business practices just to be able to get product on the shelf. Right. Um, and for me, um, you know, it's more about, you know, having like some people will identify with my brand and some people won't. Um, so, uh, you know, for, for me to, you know, to have, you know, quality products throughout like we do we do flour obviously we have pre-rolls we do concentrates we're starting to you know work into like a, a lot of R&D on some actual like medical grade products as well um, so I want to I want to be able to you know reach as many people that are you know that are interested in in in, in the values that that I I, I kind of try to instill in the brand and and I think like I said, there'll be people that, you know, will, 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 will dig it. And then there'll be other people that'll be like, you know, that's not my thing. So that's, I'm not, I'm not trying. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like be the, you know, 
be the uh, the biggest or baddest company out there. I just want I want people to have a good experience when they when they buy any Budfather product. Yeah, yeah. You want to you want to make sure that you know you're hitting your 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 niche or your segment, your market segment or your tribe or whatever, and giving them the best. I, I think that's a smart idea, like what you're doing, because like you know I think we see a lot of companies that spread out too quickly and they don't have their you know they don't. I think like product testing, finding those, those different holes in the, in the markets, finding those different, like that takes time. And I've, there's so many companies out there, especially these big, a lot of these big corporate companies that spread out way too quick. And, and then because they're just worried about the expansion, they're not looking at what's behind them or what's their infrastructure. And it's built on, you know, not very good products or it's just not, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a supply chain thing, you know? So if, if you, um, you know, if your goal is to be in every store and to, you know, to, to, to have product available in every store, um, you're going you're gonna to have to purchase some product that is subpar because, you know, the good product, um, it's either already scooped up or it's, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a premium price behind it. And if you're not, if you're not, if you're not uh, integrated where you can control the, you know, everything from the seed to the sale, you're left up to the wholesale market. And that's, that's a fluctuating thing. Um, so like that's, that's been a goal of ours is to, you know, is to be vertically integrated where we're, we're growing our, our material, we're manufacturing or processing, we're, we're producing, um, you know, uh, we're, 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 um, where we have our own production facilities as well. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, the plan is to, is to get to straight to the consumer. So whether that's a delivery license or a retail license somewhere, that's, that's kind of the the model or the the game plan that I'm I'm trying to run. I, I want to be uh you know a uh, a recognized brand for for quality and for you know for uh, for for the emotion that you feel when you purchase a Budfather product. Um, I think that's something that a lot of a lot of people don't really realize is they make a lot of these purchases based on emotions and how 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 these marketing campaigns are are targeted towards, you know, hitting you emotionally. Um, 100%. and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do that, but I'm trying to do that with, uh, you know, I'm trying to do that with, with, with as real as I can get, yeah. uh, emotions, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hit you with the, these trying to manipulate these partners. Yeah. You're not trying to, yeah, manipulate like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to hit you with like, Oh, like, you know, we're the biggest, baddest, best kind of people. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, uh, I'm trying to be, uh, at least, um, Trans, as transparent as I can be about it. Yeah, yeah. Be your authentic self. That like, and then people, you know, if you keep that, sustain that, and, and keep that going, it's like people then identify with that. And um, but yeah, you're. I mean, you're so right. Like ninety. I think what's there's so, some big study that's like famous study that came out like a while back. It was like ninety five percent or ninety percent of our of, of people's buying habits are all based on emotion. And it's mm-hmm. not logic, <laughs> and even though you think it's yeah. logic, it's not. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Well, man, I, I really, really appreciate your time, dude. This is a really interesting convo. Um, love to have you back for sure. If you, if you'd be done. Yeah, man, anytime. I, I, I had a blast. I, I could talk about this kind of stuff all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, it's important to, you know, kind of look behind the curtain and, um, you know, everybody wants to be the great and powerful Oz, right? But there's somebody, there's somebody that's behind that curtain who's cranking that wheel, making the the smoke come out, and the, yeah. you know the the effects come up come up through the floor. So 
um, anytime I can give people an insight into, you know, the, the way, the way it works. And, uh, if, if people are you know interested in that, I always, I could talk about it for days. So yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to come back and then, um, you know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw a little bigger flex at you next time. Get some of those other demographics into, into the equation. Yeah. I want to talk about some of those old stories, dude. I want to get into those, dude. I, I definitely... oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to. I mean, I got old stories that you wouldn't yeah. believe just, just let's, let's tease it a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. For, for the next, for the next time I come on, I want to tell you this story about a, um, this was back when I was in New York, there was a, um, we used to get a lot of a lot of product from Canada from the Hell's Angels. Is that and from that, the, that? Remember that I did that story on the Jimmy Corn YA. When when you did that story, it brought back like it, <laughs> it put a, a tingle down my spine, bro. Because when I tell you this story, there was a, a homie of mine who um, somehow was connected with them. He was with the driver who was coming down from Canada with a shipment, um, and ended up taking a couple hockey duffel bags off the truck and dipping on the driver. Um, he ended up, he ended up, you know, obviously being, you know, stalked and looked around by the hell's angels because he robbed them. But um, in all actual, in, 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 in the reality of the situation, he was, he was a homie of mine and, um, and he ended up drawing, he ended up stashing it somewhere and like, you know, kind of, leaving his hometown and going, you know, and kind of hiding out from the hell's angels. But, um, he, he, he tasked me with, um, with picking up the duffel bags that he stashed and he drew me a handwritten treasure map on how to find it. So, um, that it's a really interesting story. I'll go into a little bit more next time with you. And, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you got me hooked. Got, now. You got to, Yeah, yeah. I wanna... yeah when we got some time, I'll tell you a little bit more of the details. But um, it, it was it was definitely you know a, a, a good uh, a good story to sit back and and roast a blunt and, and tell. Absolutely, dude. I would love that. I would love that, man. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. We definitely got to do that. We definitely got to make that happen. Um, well. Appreciate everyone that's been listening. Thank you again, Danny. Really, really do appreciate you, man. Yeah, Luke, I want to, I want to give you a, I want to give you some props for, you know, for what you do, man. I know, um, you know, a lot of people think that it's, it's easy to just sit behind, uh, you know, a screen and, and, and have these, these conversations, but I know there's a lot of work that you put into it and a lot of, uh, a lot of thought behind it too. So I want to, I want you, I want you to kind of, you know, let, let yourself, let yourself, uh, you know, build some of that hype as well. 100% man. I really appreciate that actually that means a lot yeah no there's a lot of there's a lot it's a grind dude and you're right you know it is you know I've, I've set up grows though and like don't get me wrong you know that's that's fucking tough but the mental like the the marathon running the, the mental strain of like keep going keep going like that's a little bit of it's a little tougher you know I think with yes it is some of that so it's, it's like to be able to do videos every single day but I really, I mean, that means a lot to me man seriously um and that definitely motivates me um but yeah dude I I, I definitely i'm super glad you came on man i I think this is a great combo um and yeah guys really appreciate y'all everyone that is listening please go follow the budfather on instagram we'll put the link down below anyways guys this is the frame of flower podcast episode number 41 with the budfather aka danny thanks again danny really appreciate you of course man it's been a pleasure thank you awesome